Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 1.37 is the time here in the KSL newsroom, and I guess outside the newsroom as well, uh, at times like that. <laughs> uh, we are continuing to follow the uh, unfolding story regarding a single-person car accident involving Tiger Woods. Uh, according to Golf Digest sourcing uh, Tiger Woods' agent, he has suffered, the, the golfer, Tiger Woods, has suffered multiple leg injuries and is in uh, surgery currently following an accident which, as reported by authorities in the area, required the jaws of life to extricate Tiger Woods from this rollover accident. Let's just for a, a quick moment touch base with KABC, uh, the, the ABC affiliate news station in the Los Angeles area, which has been covering this pretty much wall-to-wall since the story broke. Uh, let's have a listen here. Yet, you know, it could have been a mechanical issue with the vehicle. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of deer out in this area. Um, you know, early in the morning, uh, you know, car could may possibly have to swerve for that reason. Uh, we do know it's a solo car crash, so we know at this point no one else, uh, no other vehicle is involved, and we don't believe there's any uh, other individuals involved. We know now no one else but Tiger Woods was in that vehicle. So there's just a lot of investigating to do, and then uh, you know the fact that uh, Tiger Wood is one, Woods is one of the most famous people in the world uh, means that there's going to be a, an investigation and they're going to take their time and make sure they get it exactly right. That again, reporting coming from KABC in Los Angeles live, that sound in the back, it tells me we were hearing from a bird's eye view, a report coming from a helicopter looking overhead at uh, this overturned vehicle, uh, a silver SUV of sorts. Uh, it looks pretty beat up, looks pretty beat up. Uh, lucky to to leave that uh, alive, certainly, and we hope that that continues to be the case. Again, Tiger Woods involved in a single-car accident. Uh, we, we learned something, shifting gears pretty dramatically here. We have uh, learned some updates from the uh, Utah Department of Health. In fact, a, a new uh, order has been issued by Executive Director Rich Saunders, uh, which looks at uh, various aspects of our response and our battle against this COVID-19 uh, virus. I ask everyone I possibly can, from lawmakers to policymakers to teachers to administrators, is there anything, are there any quantifiable uh, data points that we are watching, that we are following? And oftentimes the answer is, oh, well, no, you know, you got to take a lot of things into consideration and this and that, and we'll have to see. I am very pleased uh, to report that much of this uh, most recent executive, uh, or rather this health department order issued by Rich Saunders is jam-packed full of uh, benchmarks and goals and uh, a pretty clear path. Joining us to break it all down and share with us what we now know is KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you doing? 
I'm hanging in there, sir. How about yourself? I'm all right. Rooting for Tiger, of course, uh, and following these updates yeah. from the health department. What's the big news to come from this, uh, this directive? Well, one of the things that uh, the Department of Health has been asked over and over and over again, when will we get rid of the mask mandates? When can we finally get rid of those things? And as you've mentioned, it's all been kind of like, well, we have to wait and see for right now. But they have uh, put some sort of a almost like a quasi timeline as to when those mask mandates could be lifted. Now, it's not uh, just based on time by itself, um, but, you know, this is only in counties that actually reach the low risk level of transmission. So um, but what they do have here, first, they have to pass an actual um, threshold of one point six three three million first a vaccine dose is given out. That has to happen first. Statewide. And we are a little bit away from that. Statewide, yeah. Right now, we have about 444,000, maybe 445,000. So we are a bit away from that. But once we pass that threshold, there, this is where certain things can happen. If um, a county actually reaches the low transmission level, eight weeks after we pass that vaccine threshold, that's when they can go ahead and start lifting the mask mandates. Um, so, um, and, you know, you won't have to wear those masks in the low spread categories, but they wanted to make sure that they could at least get 70 percent of the adult population vaccinated first before they actually thought about that. But that, that one point six of like that one point six yeah. three million number represents 70 percent of, uh, of Utah or what's the percentage there? It's the percentage of uh, adult, uh, the adult population. They wanted to have 70 percent of the adult population vaccinated, at least one dose of it. Maybe not both doses, but at least one of them. And so um, but eight weeks after that, if a county is in the low transmission area, they can go ahead and start lifting the mask mandate. So that's one thing that they wanted to kind of give a timeline for when maybe this can kind of go ahead and start happening, because the mask mandates, as we know, have been a big, big point of uh, contention with a lot of people in Utah. It's wild. I had, I had honestly, you know, things happen so quickly, and you know, to today's news is tomorrow's ancient history, and I, I, I almost forgot that the that the mask mandate was something that you know had been pushed back against for so long, uh, so vehemently, and to hear it ultimately uh, put in place was a pretty big deal. That that all seems like happened centuries ago, and we have kind of eased yeah. into into this new comfort level, uh, you know, of sorts. And uh, to see the light at the end of the tunnel, that's outstanding. What about public gatherings? Yeah. What about movie theaters and concerts and sports? I I, I understand that. That there may be some changes coming to the the protocols there. Actually, yes. Um, th- now they said this a couple of weeks ago, where public gatherings can be, um, you can actually have people attend side by side. You don't have to have um, groups sectioned off six feet apart from each other necessarily, as long as they wear masks. But here's the new change that's happening now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they said concessions were not going to be allowed at all. Um, because they wanted to keep the masks on everybody at all times. But now they will allow concessions, but anybody who is actively eating, you can take your mask off, but you have to be separated from everybody, six feet apart from everybody. But, yeah, public gatherings, uh, movie theaters, sporting events, concerts, any kind of recreation, those things can happen, and people can be side by side, but everybody has to be wearing a mask. Now, here's another thing that I thought was pretty interesting. We, Do you remember that kid? Uh, there was a young lady who um, uh, was bringing up the, the the point that, you know, football games at high schools are allowed to happen, but for some reason dances, they were not allowed to happen. Right, that's right. The current state. Yeah, 
But that's here's another big change. Those dances will now be allowed to happen. They've added the change to high school extracurricular testing. Uh, they say that students are will now be allowed to engage in what they call one-time school-sponsored extracurricular activities, and that includes things like dances. But here's the rule, though: you have to test your you have to be tested for COVID-19 within 48 hours of that dance, and you have to test negative, of course. So. But um, but that is one thing that I think a lot of high school students, because I have high school students sure. in my family, and and they've been very annoyed that stuff like graduations had to be called off, dances, proms, everything had to get called off. But for some reason, football games were still allowed to happen. But that is going to change. Now you can have those extracurricular social events like a dance. Outstanding. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, my hat's off to that young lady who appeared before uh, you know the officials in charge saying, "Hey, listen, let us uh, let us have a dance. We've got these suggestions. Look to these uh, other circumstances that ensure safety." And uh, you know, you can't help but wonder: uh, was the the boldness of that young lady plus those she spoke for, uh, you know, one of the motivating factors in this policy change? Very cool to her uh, for her either way, uh, and to your kids as well. Uh, let them dance, right? <laughs> uh, Seriously, this isn't footloose. Exactly. You know, right. we're, we're, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, I know it was shot in Lehigh, but at the same time, this isn't Beaumont or whatever it was. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio reporter, thank you so much for your insight here and your information. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we're going to get to a new uh, policy being floated by Senator Cory Booker, uh, something he's calling baby bonds. What does that mean? It's an alternative uh, to uh, direct payments to Americans in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, what's that all about? And why does one writer for the Deseret News feel it's the way we ought to go? Samuel Benson, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.